Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Astros, it's a no-hitter show, Stephen. It's a no-hitter show. Welcome to welcome to Houston Sports Talk's live World Series postgame show. Robert Land alongside Stephen Kerr. For some reason, I can't see him right now, but uh, we just lost him, but that's okay. He can hear me, it sounds like. Uh, between the two of us, 60 years, me and Stephen Kerr, 60 years combined in sports journalism. And this is something that you never see, even old guys like us, Stephen. We've never seen it before. No, I, I wasn't born in 1956 when that perfect game by Don Larson occurred, Robert. I, I wasn't around yet, wasn't even thought of. So, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen it. And gosh, I mean, Joe Gargiola wrote a book. He was a former baseball player and broadcaster. He wrote a book decades ago, Robert, called Baseball is a Funny Game. I'd say that's pretty appropriate after the last two nights that we've had here. (laughs) It's crazy. Stephen, as World Series attendee Bruce Springsteen would say, you can't start a fire without a spark. And Christian Javier is a hell of a spark. He did a little dancing in the dark tonight. Boy, did he ever. I I tell you what, you can't say enough about this guy. Oh, my God. I I think the name that I want to go with Christian Javier, the nickname I want to go with, he's the surgeon. He will dissect you, and he will not crack a smile. He will not get upset. He's just going to go out there, do his work, no expression. He's the surgeon. Well, he's pretty cold and calculating too. I mean, you talk about a composure of a guy that he's just so stoic when he goes out there that if, if he's rattled at all, man, he, he does not show it on the outside. I mean, there's no way you can tell no matter what the situation is, you know, this is the world series for goodness sake. And yet he, he goes out there like it's, just, you know, April or May or something. Javier's last six starts, his last six starts, 34 and a third innings, seven hits, 43 strikeouts, one earned run. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And since the all-star break, his ERA is 149. And his opposing batting average for the season, 170. That's tops in the majors among pitchers who have thrown at least 140 innings. I mean, you talk about all the other pitchers on this staff, Robert, but this guy just keeps piling up the numbers one by one by one every game. Can he pitch tomorrow, Stephen? Can we we do that? (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting is I was thinking that, you know, when Dusty pulled him after the sixth inning, certainly not tomorrow, but what if we get to a game seven could you use him in relief? I think you could. Oh, absolutely. I you know, think maybe that's even game six, probably... depending on the situation. But game seven, you certainly could use him in relief if you had to. Oh, well, I'd say you use everybody in relief in game seven. But I do well, think I that's one that, of the but... reasons why. That, that's one of the reasons, though, Stephen, why I think he did pull him after six innings. Because he wasn't even at 100 pitches yet. And, well, and I was, was a little worried about he, that. Yeah, he was yeah. close. He was at 98. He did throw a lot of pitches. But... Oh, yeah, he, he could certainly pitch in, in a future game in relief if necessary. Because the thing, the reason I bring that up is because if there's a pitcher who is used to doing both, coming out of the bullpen 
and starting. It's Christian Javier. I mean, Charlie Morton pitched out a relief, Lance McCullers. I mean, if it's game seven, you're, the Verlander's going to be ready in the bullpen. It's, it's all hands on deck for a game seven. We've seen it a million times. And before I go on, I just want to remind everybody, we want your comments. We're going to get to some comments. I see them already piling up really quickly. Um, that's how you can support the show. We're going to react to everything. And uh, as the show goes along, our normal Texans post game with Michael Shambhajani will be Friday instead of Thursday night because obviously – Astros are on Thursday night. You guys are going to be watching that. Watch our Texans post game whenever you get a chance. You're probably going to be ignoring the Texans. So it's the perfect way to catch up on what you missed. And uh, Stephen, let me just throw this out at, at you. Javier is the second pitcher in World Series history to finish an outing with no hits allowed in six or more innings. The other, Don Larson's perfect game in 1956. I'm sure yeah. everybody saw that on the broadcast. But Stephen... Right. I couldn't help but think of one of my old guests, Randy Handsome Ransom Jackson, who I hope is looking somewhere oh, up in yeah. heaven on this one, because he told us when he was on the show with us that he nearly pinch hit with two outs in the ninth against Larson back in 1956. It was either him or Dale Mitchell who'd pinch hit, but Mitchell got the gig and Randy told us, hey, I would have gotten a hit. <laughs> I mean, he would have gotten a hit or, you know, he'd have made history either way, I guess. But, you know, he's always want to get a hit. But, yeah, I, I remember you you had Ransom Jackson on the show several times. And, you know what, Robert, here's something else that's interesting. This is not the first time this season that the Phillies have had a combined no-hitter pitched against them. I, I didn't even remember this. The Mets did it back in April. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And the Astros seem to be the masters at the combined no-hitter because they've done it twice against the Yankees. Now they've done it against the Phillies. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I know we've been throwing out all these crazy numbers, but it just goes to show you, you know, how rare this kind of thing is, especially in a World Series game. It's just not something you see all the time. And it comes after the team just stunk last night. Seven to nothing loss. I mean, it would have been, Really crazy if the Astros had gotten two more runs and won the game seven to nothing, pitched a no hitter after losing seven to nothing the night before. But either way, you talk about a complete turnaround. That's exactly what happened. By the way, for that last out, Don Larson struck out Dale Mitchell, the guy who I said pinch it instead of Randy Jackson. He right. only had 119 strikeouts. Let me let me just I'm gonna emphasize this stat, Stephen, because this is unbelievable when we look at it today. He had 119 strikeouts and over 4,000 career at-bats. Wow. And he strikes out to end the no-hitter. So that was how impressive it was that Dale Larson still had gas in the tank back in the day to get that done. I, I want to mention a comment because uh, my friend Judd is out there, and he says his comments won earned run against the Astros in four games, excluding Verlander and McCullers. And when I saw that, Stephen, I thought, that's like Japan was doing great, did great in World War II, except for those uh, uh, Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki things. Nagasaki. They had a, it was a, <laughs> or Nagas, yeah, and, Nagasaki. Yeah, I, I forgot how even you pronounce there. it. I'm so. Yeah, Nagasaki. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And yeah, pretty interesting uh, analogy there, Robert. But yeah, and that, I, I know that it kind of puts a scare into the hearts of fans knowing that, you know, Verlander is going to be pitching game five, but. It is what it is, and, you know, this is the World Series. He could certainly turn things around. Noah Syndergaard is going for the Phillies, and he's not exactly been on par this year. In fact, he hasn't been gone deep into games at all after coming back from an injury. So 
you know, that that's another thing we can at least have some hope for for tomorrow night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Verlander, this is uh, going to be a big moment for his career tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, he he's, you know, he's had an incredible career. But, Stephen, I mean, you, you, you can't fail yet again in this big of a spotlight after what he's done in the World Series, you know, with the Astros and beyond that. I mean, his numbers obviously are bad. He's struggled. You need Justin Verlander, the real guy, the guy that we're used to seeing in the regular season. That guy's got to show up for a game in this series, right? I mean, you can't win without Justin Verlander, can you? No. I mean, you. well, you just you can't expect to win when you have Christian Javier and Framber Valdez is the only two guys who you can rely on. I mean, Lance McCullers, I mean, he's pitched off and on pretty well in the postseason. But, you know, after his last start, you're kind of shaky thinking about him. And and no matter what Justin Verlander may say publicly, it has to be weighing on him, Robert, because, look, the pressure's on. The Astros could take the lead in this series if he pitches well and they score enough runs and they win tomorrow night. And the fact that he hasn't pitched well in – all of his World Series starts, dating back not just with the Astros, but with the Detroit Tigers, I you know, I don't care what you say. It, it's got to be weighing on him. He's, he knows that he's got to come through in this game. He's got to. Brian says, uh, can we get a statue to or Drayton to put up a statue of Javi? I'm sure Drayton's already working on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's working um, on that already. He probably started, you know, after they pulled Javier after the sixth inning. Yeah. Yeah, Scott says uh, Javier's been involved in, in two no-hitters this year. So, that, yeah, Stephen, this is the second, yeah, the second was, one. And- well, that's right. He led the one with the Yankees, you know, that, that group no-hitter in the Yankees that I mentioned uh, earlier this season. He he was the starting pitcher in that game. So, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen's all over it, you know. I mean, the guys are reminding us, but we're on it. We're on it. We know. Uh, yep. I, I want to go to the right. fifth inning. We don't Steve. mind the comments. Yeah, yeah. Keep it coming. We, Stephen – Let's go to the fifth inning because Jordan gets hit by a pitch with the bases loaded after the single, uh, getting the single in his first at bat. Then Bregman with an incredible job on an 0-2 pitch going the other way with a double. And that was just MVP Bregman at his best, Stephen. I mean, just a fantastic at bat, really the at bat of the game, I thought, for, for the Astros. Yeah, that was definitely the thing that got it going. And, you know, when Alvarez got hit, I mean, I don't know if you heard it on the broadcast. I was kind of going back and forth between the Astros, you know, in the TV broadcast, but you could hear it when it hit him. I mean, you, you could hear him grunt. I mean, I, I think that was like a 99 mile per hour fastball that he got. I would not want to get hit anywhere with a 99 mile per hour fastball. But yeah, Bregman definitely gets the, those two runs with that double, you know, and then Tucker has that sack fly advancing the runners and, you know, clutch Curiel, he does it again. I mean, he's just been so great at this postseason. Gets that single, you know, bring uh, Bregman around. So, man, it, it just after the way the bats stunk the other night, it was just good to see them going. And, you know, the Astros had great swings against Aranola all night long. But until that fifth inning, Robert, it's as if the Phillies knew where the ball was going to be hit because they were just in the right position catching all of those balls. But finally, those swings were starting to pay off in that inning. Absolutely. And th- these are you know, five games or three games now with five runs, three, three of the five games, they've scored five runs. And if if you're the Astros, you expect to win all those games. Unfortunately, they didn't, they should be up three, one. 
I don't mean to dwell on it, but it matters because you got to win four games to win the World Series. And they they lost one and and they got to get that one back. And the way to get it back to me is tomorrow night with Justin Verlander. That's how you get that game back. Yeah, that's how you get that game back and keep the momentum going. And, you know, then you come back to Houston to try to finish it off. And, yeah, I know, you know, the home team hasn't clinched a World Series, I think, since 2013 when the Red Sox did it. But that means it's due. That means the Astros could do that. And, you know, the runs that the Astros scored in the fifth inning, you know, three of them were off of Nola, but the other two came off the Phillies bullpen. The first that the runs that the Phillies bullpen has given up this entire World Series, the Astros got that. It, You know, they had other chances to capitalize earlier on. And, you know, I started to wonder, Robert's like, all right, are we going to let another game slip away because we can't score with runners in scoring position? We can't get them around. So thank God for that fifth inning. Aledmus Diaz. I, 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 I'm going to get it out of the way because that's the one negative of the whole night. Aledmus Diaz continues to be terrible. David Hensley got a single last night. I guess Dusty was allergic to getting hit hits in, from his DHs because he brings Aledmus back out there. And Steven, it's not only that he brought Aledmus back out there. Aledmus just had to get the ball in play to give you a shot to get a run early in the game. He couldn't do it. He had another chance his next at-bat to drive in a run. Couldn't do it. Weak ground ball to shortstop. And what I didn't understand is, look, the guy has sucked. He sucked now for a month and a half. And why is he in the game, number one? But even more so, why is he batting ahead of Chaz McCormick, who's been one of your best postseason hitters? I mean, I just can't believe that. Yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, I guess the only worst thing that could have happened is that he would have put Trey Mancini out, you know, since the way Mancini's been hitting. I mean, in the past, Diaz has certainly been a reliable hitter, but he's just run into a buzzsaw this postseason. You know, what are they, one for 39 now at the DH spot between Aledmis Diaz and Trey Mancini? I'm not counting Hensley in that. You know, he went one for three yesterday. So, you know, why not play him two games in a row? What's it going to hurt? Yeah, somebody pointed out that, yeah, Diaz was uh, left field instead of DH, but it's the same. It's the yeah, he same was. Spot. Yeah, he was in left field. They they had Alvarez DHing. That's true, but he was still in the game either way. Yeah, it's you the know, same. It's, you why get not the just idea. keep it that way? Yeah, yeah keep Hensley the, at the DH and, and and Alvarez in left field. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand it at this point because Hensley absolutely has had better at bats than the other two guys by light years, light years. And well, good quality the, at bats. Even when he gets out, he battles in there. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So, I mean, I other than, I mean, what else are you going to complain about tonight? There wasn't much else to complain about, Stephen, <laughs> except except yeah. for the fact that, uh, hey, Presley, when everybody else is getting all three outs in a row, how are you giving up a walk? What is that all about? Well, I, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, Javier gave up those two walks uh, in, the, what, the third and fourth inning, and that was it until the ninth when Presley gave up that walk. So, it was the walks that did it. Otherwise, the Astros would have had a perfect game, and we'd be talking about even more history. But, uh, you know, the, certainly the strikeouts and Christian Javier, you know, becoming one of the first to strike out nine and no hit through at least five, six innings. So that was kind of cool, too. And nine strikeouts, that, that seems to be the pinnacle, Robert, because, you know, Frommer did it in game two of this series. And, of course, Garrett Cole did it in the 2019 World Series. And then Justin Verlander did it in the 2017 World Series. So nine strikeouts, that that seems to be the magic number for Astros pitching. 
in the postseason. I just I don't know what else to say about Christian Javier except this. I I I felt like every Astros fan that watched the games said, "Why is Christian Javier behind Lance McCullers?" And maybe you win the Javier game in game three and you lose the McCullers game in game four. I don't know, but it never has made any sense to me. And this guy, him and Fromber have the best stuff on the whole staff. And it's not really debatable. I think, I mean, it's not. And the other part about Chris, the other part about Christian Javier, Steven is I said last year, and I don't know if you remember this in the playoffs. I was like, yeah, it's really frustrating that they didn't have Christian Javier as a starter in the regular season. So he was ready to go in the postseason because I said he had the, he had the best stuff of anybody outside of Fromber on the entire staff last year. And yet they were throwing him out of the bullpen. It might've helped the Astros. If Christian Javier was thrown in the world series last year and starting a couple of games, you know, we, we could have used that Christian Javier. And I, I just, I, I I'm kind of, in disbelief that it, it's taken this long for them to figure out that, oh, yeah, he, I mean, we've seen him be a big game pitcher. He did it against the Yankees uh, a few months ago, and he did it in the in the postseason, the, the season before that. And it was mostly out of the bullpen that year, but still he was fantastic. And it wasn't just an inning. He was doing it over like three innings in the postseason and in, in the pandemic postseason. Well, I think I even said before the season began the Astros need to make up their mind about Christian Javier. It's like they've been playing hot potato back and forth. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a reliever? Starter, reliever, you know, for the last couple of years. And I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I even said it on this podcast, Robert. I know that I've talked with you about it off the air. It, you know, it, it, that it was time for the Astros to make that decision and go with it. Thankfully, they did this year. And, it, you know, they certainly can't regret it. And you look back and think, you know, what could have been if they hadn't, my goodness, because Christian Javier has certainly established himself as a clear front of the, of the rotation guy. And, you know, I know it's a little far ahead to be thinking about next year, but I was thinking about it. You know, you, you, Christian Javier, if, if Justin Verlander doesn't come back, which I don't think he will, by the way, I mean, you could conceivably flip-flop Javier and Framber Valdez as your one-two guys. It could be either one of them in the, in the front of that rotation next year. The one thing that I think about, uh, we talked about it earlier just a few minutes ago, is this is an odds-on series that's going to go to Game 7. There's a major potential this World Series goes to Game 7. Lance McCullers is the starter. Boy, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it And, is. you know, you and I, we didn't talk about it a ton, but we have talked about it, that decision to pitch McCullers instead of Javier. And... The flip-flop between three and four, you can say it wasn't a big deal at this moment in the series. But it, by game seven, when that rolls around, it could be a, an incredibly big deal. You know, you could pull Lance McCullers after an inning or two if he doesn't have it. But if he doesn't have it, that might be the biggest point of the whole game. You, you just don't know. Remember, when the Astros won game seven back in 2017, it was those first couple of innings that decided the game, Stephen. Yes, it was, and Lance McCullers was wild during that game. He hit four batters. You know, he, he didn't pitch his best. I mean, he, he hung in there and gave the team a chance to win, but it wasn't exactly it, – it certainly wasn't a Christian Javier <clears throat> performance. So, 
Yeah, it is something you worry about. And I even said that, you know, I felt Christian Javier should start game three before the rain delay happened. And, uh, you know, but once again, Dusty is going to do what Dusty does and go against everything you and I talk about. <laughs> so this is where it is. And Lance is going to be in a position to pitch a game seven if there is one. I heard a little bit from people that, well, I don't know if the Astros t trust Christian Vasquez to call a game, to handle pitchers as much, uh, you know, just stuff like that. And I think he, I think he did a pretty good job tonight, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he did a pretty good job tonight. And look, he's the guy that's been catching Christian Javier of late. And I think the success, the, the numbers, the, the numbers you just quoted, Robert, uh, pretty much speak for themselves because Christian Vasquez has been on the end of most of those performances by Christian Javier, certainly uh, as of late. Maybe Justin Verlander should ask Dusty to have Christian Javier behind the <laughs> yeah, plate. Maybe yeah, Christian you, Vasquez it, is a good luck charm, right? If anybody can convince Dusty, you know Verlander could. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He does have some clout in the clubhouse, even if he's not pitching well. Was there anything else that struck your fancy from this one? Well, you know, in the disappointment of yesterday, Robert, we failed to mention the two newest Gold Glove winners that are on the 2022 Astros, that being Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker. Jeremy Pena is the first rookie shortstop to ever, ever win a Gold Glove. So congratulations to him. And, of course, I think we knew that Kyle Tucker was a shoe-in to win a Gold Glove in right field, but... Yeah, those awards were announced yesterday before that awful game that we didn't want to talk about. And so, you know, all of that disappointment <laughs> kind of got lost in the shuffle that hey, the Astros have two gold glove winners this year. And, of course, Carlos Correa won one at shortstop last year. So that makes it the second year in a row that an Astros shortstop has won a gold glove. So that's pretty cool to, to think about, too, Robert. Yeah, the Tucker thing, of course, everybody assumed he was going to win the gold glove, and that's no surprise. But yeah, Jeremy Pena winning a gold glove is, is a little shocking to me after watching him this year because, you know, he made his share of errors, and none of them were like errors that you go, oh, wait a second, uh, that was close. You know, maybe that shouldn't have been scored an error. There were just basic stuff where, you know, he, he had close to 20, I think, and that surprises me that he went, won the gold glove over, you know, our old friend, Carlos Correa. <laughs> well, and yeah, there's some good quality shortstops you're talking about. Uh, Correa being one of them, obviously, but yeah, I, I think Jeremy got better as the season went on. But as you said, it, it was kind of a question mark that, you know, and, and it's obviously it's rare for a rookie to win one at shortstop because it's never happened. He's the first one. So, uh, you know, that's even more unbelievable. The fact that, not only were we not sure about Pena winning the gold glove, but the fact that he was a rookie to start with. Right, right. I mean, it's just an, a, a Cinderella year for him. No question about it. I mean, you couldn't have scripted this. And you wonder who's going to step up the next few games. Uh, the Astros need guys to continue to step up offensively. Who's it going to be? Could it be Jeremy Pena? Is... Jose Altuve going to get us a big clutch hit, a home run, the, the, the Altuve home run. I, I've missed that. I've missed it. Oh, you and me both. 
Uh, I'm telling you what, that that is one of the biggest holes in this postseason is not seeing Jose Altuve home run. I mean, we've even seen we we've seen home runs from the shortstop position in this postseason, but not from Carlos Correa, <laughs> from Jeremy Pena. But we haven't seen that Altuve home run, walk off home run, or a home run to get us back in the game. Yeah, I, I have a feeling. You know, Game Five is going to be a lot different than tonight, Robert. It's it's definitely going to be interesting, and the Astros bats definitely have to come alive, especially if Erlander is going to be shaky again. But you know, one night to the next, man, it it just you you just can't predict this game anymore. You just can't. David says if Maldonado is the end all and be all, then why didn't he tell McCullers he was allegedly tipping his pitches? That's a great point. Yeah, well. <laughs> He may or may not have been, but either way, he got whooped, as, as Lance put it himself. He got whooped. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine he wasn't tipping his pitches. It just it looked too obvious. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the last part I was going to mention is the Game 7, and I know people might want Christian Javier to start Game 7. I don't know if that's such a bad idea, but I also know our manager's Dusty Baker – and he's loyal <laughs> and he's going to go down with the ship. And we know that. And it's not like whoever starts, whether it's McCullers or Javier is going to go more than three innings. I mean, it's, it's one of those games where you're not going more than once through the order. They don't want you to see anybody more than once through the order. So it could be whoever starts They're They're getting one shot through the order. If that, and that's it. And then he, then he's going to go to Javier. I, I don't see dusty, going, oh, I'm going to do the Charlie Morton thing and just ride Javier till the end if he's hot. I just, that's not the Dusty Baker that I know. Unfortunately, that's not who we have as the manager. And and I think it's going to be, you know, those guys, I, I'm scared that he's going to like throw in Justin Verlander or something if it's a game seven <laughs> at some point, which is what's going to scare me to death. But um, you, you feel confident. In a game seven, if you can get past those first three or four innings, because all of a sudden that's when you get it to Christian Javier and then the rest of this bullpen, who again, once again, has been extraordinary, just absolutely extraordinary. Greatest Astros bullpen ever. Oh, and you can't say enough about him. R9. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I think you're right, Robert. And, uh, you know, you and I, if, if it were up to you and I, Javier would probably be starting game seven. But we know that Dusty is going to do what Dusty's going to do. Now, depending on what happens between now and then, you know, you may have Jose or Kitty available to come in and spell whoever starts game seven. But, yeah, game seven is kind of like the postseason is in October. You don't or you shouldn't because Dusty obviously probably will, but you shouldn't manage the same way in a game seven that you would in the other six games in the World Series or any other postseason series. It is a totally different animal. You're right. Two or three innings is about the most you're probably going to get. And and let's not forget, you know, the Phillies have some holes in their starting pitching. You know, more than likely, you know, Noah Syndergaard, is, I understand, is going to be in game five, you know, and you've got a, a couple other guys like uh, Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, who's got arm fatigue. So, you know, if, if the Astros can, bats can just knock the Phillies pitching around, the starting pitching, and keep going into that bullpen, who knows what will happen. So, What are you talking about? We love hitting uh, Nola and Wheeler. That's who we've been hitting in this series. <laughs> well, that's right. But that's what I'm saying is, you know, the, the Phillies have definitely got some holes that they're going to have to try to cover up as best they can. 
yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I hope we can the bats can get around on Syndergaard because he probably isn't going to go very deep in Game Five. He's come off an injury earlier this year, and uh, so yeah, maybe the Astros can get something off him and get in that bullpen early. The Astros need some early runs for Verlander. If they could get some first inning runs, I was listening to Roger Clemens on the radio today, Stephen, and he said, "I would go to my guys in some of those games and say." Hey, just get me one run. It, it'll yeah. feel like three runs if you get me one run. That's all I need. Just get me one right off the bat. Well, that's exactly right. You know, a pitcher says, hey, give me a lead and I'll protect it. That That's what the great pitchers do. And, you know, say what you will about Roger Clemens and, you know, the steroids and all that. But he was a great pitcher. And that's what the great pitchers want. Yeah, the, the Astros, you don't want to wait until the fourth or fifth inning to get runs, especially if Verlander's pitching. Because at this point, I hate to say it, Robert, but you can't be confident that he's going to be able to shut it down and, and keep that lead. So the more runs, the merrier. Yeah, no question about it. Um, I, I feel like we've gone far enough in this show that uh, it's, it's about time for the music again. Yes. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, there you go, a little go go Astros. Um, I, I uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to see what Justin's going to do. Uh, Stephen, this is such a pivotal moment for this series and for the Justin Verlander experience with the Astros. He really badly needs this one. I know he helped us win the World Series five years ago, but this is a defining moment, really, in his career. Well, it's time for you to help us win this one, Justin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, so much fun, Stephen. This is going to be <laughs> another stressful night it's tomorrow. It's always fun when you win, Robert. That's for sure. Let's hope we're having as much fun tomorrow night about this time. Hey, JV, how about another no-hitter? Let's do that. Let's try that. Yeah, come on, Justin. On you, you're doing it in a regular season. How about one for the World Series? You can do that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Right now, I'll just take a win. Oh, sorry. Here we go. We'll, we'll go out with a little music. Um, we're going to talk to you again tomorrow. Tell your friends about what's going on over here on Houston Sports Talk. We do this every night. We're doing it for the Texans as well. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.